Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company, a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. Breaking news from Capitol Hill as San Antonio Business Journal Editor-in-Chief Ed Arnold connects with U.S. Representative Tony Gonzalez as he introduces the H-2 Improvements to Relieve Employment, or HIRE Act, to streamline temporary visa programs for non-immigrant workers. Hello, I'm here with Representative Tony Gonzalez. His district stretches from San Antonio to El Paso along the border, and he is recently, in fact today, You'll hear this a couple of days after we record, but on July 19th, Representative Gonzalez has entered a new piece of legislation today called the Hire Act that we wanted to speak to him about. So, Tony, thank you again for carving the time out. I know today is crazy, so I can't thank you enough for chatting. Hey, Ed, no, thank you for having me on. The podcast is going to be great today. There is not one easy day up on the hill. Uh, I always look forward to getting home as fast as I can. But it's been a lot of fun to drop this bill, the Hire Act. We literally have been working on this bill for two years. So uh, it, a lot of thought process has come into it and was just really excited to finally get it out of the chopping block. Excellent. So we've been covering a lot, but for those of us, for those listeners that might not have read our coverage yet, I'm sure they will after this interview, but why don't you explain to them a little bit what the Higher Act is and how it came to be and how you've been working? Honestly, Ed, for decades, people have failed in the immigration space. I attest a lot of that because we always wait on the president as if the president is going to solve this problem, whoever the president is. And uh, year after year, doesn't go anywhere. I'm of the mindset that Congress needs to lead again. Congress needs to look at it through the lens of a bipartisan solution. And so it's less, uh, you know, one of the things that are contentious on one end, you've got people that advocate for border security. And I'm absolutely one of those people that advocate for border security. On another end, you've got folks that advocate for pathway to citizenship and dreamers and some of these other issues. Those are very contentious topics. And I've tried to put both those aside and say, hey, look, you can still be in those corners. You can still uh, have those battles. But in the meantime, we have to take at least one step forward. In my mind, it's not including those into the conversation. It's starting with work visas. It's starting with the vacancies that we have in our industries. And it's starting with people that want to come over, not to be able to vote, not to be able to have access to social services, but they want to come here for an economic opportunity. That's exactly what is happening on the border. The Higher Act, I'm excited. It has uh, 16 co-sponsors. Actually, we yeah. just added one day. So it has six Democrats and 11 Republicans on it. And it has over 30 outside organizations that have endorsed it. So really excited about it. No, excellent. And, you know, I was glad to see that other representatives along the border came together to support it. You know, Henry Cuellar has also got a share of our district here in San Antonio that runs George Laredo. And obviously, you know, cross-border trade and commercial interest for him is a big issue as well. So it's always good to see uh, the sort of cross-aisle action along our border representatives uh, come together. That's always a positive. Yeah, no, that was a big part of it. We've got five border districts that have signed on so far. Two Democrats, uh, you mentioned Henry Cuellar, a good friend of mine, Vicente Gonzalez, who represents Brownsville. And we've got mm -hmm. three Republicans, myself, uh, my good friend, Monica De La Cruz, who represents McAllen area, and uh, Juan Siscomani in Arizona. 
What's important is this bill just isn't about border districts. I mean, this bill is really about everyone. We've got Republicans and Democrats from from New York, from Florida, from California to Michigan. I mean, literally across the entire country, because there is not one state in the country that hasn't been impacted by what's happening to include the labor shortages. So I think it, it, the, the bill answers uh, it has a lot of promise. But mm-hmm. clearly, it's a heavy lift anytime you go in the immigration space. Yeah, no question. It's always a sticky problem for folks to come together on. But as we've done reporting on this, it seems like the kind of legislation that just about everyone who's interested in this can get behind. So why don't you help sort of illustrate exactly what's going to change and what the thrust of the bill does? Once again, you know, there's a lot of ideas in the immigration reform space, and I have mm-hmm. ideas just like everyone else. I've uh, scoped it down into a pretty simple concept of what can get accomplished in the 118th Congress. This Congress, if we can take one step and pass something into law, then all of a sudden maybe we can take a second step. And then all of a sudden maybe we're walking and then we're running to solve some of these big ticketed items. So I looked at it through the lens of what's something that moves the ball enough but doesn't create too big an issue where all these people are going to want to shoot holes in it. So the bill is pretty simple. It increases work visas from one year to three years. That alleviates a lot of stress on uh, those employers that are seeking work visas. It uh, cuts through the red tape. What we learned in COVID is there's all this bureaucratic processes that can be sometimes alleviated through technology. I mean, everyone's Zooming now, right? So instead of having a Heck, we're zooming right now. I mean, instead right. of having everything has to be in person, all these interviews have to be in person. Well, why couldn't these interviews be via uh, Skype or or Zoom or some of these other technologies? So it, it cuts sure. through tape. And the third piece is it offers employers the opportunity to highlight that their work may not be seasonal. And this is important because the goal really is always encourage American folks looking for a job to seek employment there. Basically, I wanted to take the argument away that says, hey, these jobs are going to take from Americans. It's the last thing on anybody's mind. And this offers the opportunity for employers to basically say, hey, these jobs are going to be around for three years. You should apply for them. Right. Yeah, no, that's good. And I mean, it gives those folks who want to come here the flexibility of being able to establish themselves as well and have some security, which is important as well. You know, Ed, that's the key to it. I represent 42% of the southern border, 823 miles. There is not one facet of this border crisis that I haven't been involved in. And everyone I talk to, no one is going, hey, Tony, I can't wait to vote for Joe Biden. They're all saying, hey, Tony, I can't wait to get a job and get a paycheck and pull my family out of poverty, send money back home. And so, you know, imagine if folks didn't have to step a foot in the river. And imagine if folks didn't have to be smuggled in a train or smuggled in a tractor trailer. Imagine if they could come over via work visas. Imagine if we knew who these people were. So it wasn't this mystery of who's coming into our country. And imagine if folks, let's say they had someone back home that was deathly ill, say a mother or a parent. Imagine if they can get on a plane and go back home and be there with their loved one in Guatemala or Honduras and then get back on a plane and then resume their employment. So I think it tackles a lot of different issues. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense. I mean, it it creates a a sense of security both for the worker and the employer. And I think that's really important, too, to get that kind of support across the board. You know, the other thing I've noted was in the midst of all this, some numbers came out a few weeks ago pointing out that Mexico is again our number one trade partner, having slipped behind China for several years. The uh, tariffs that were put in at the end of the Trump administration had a big impact on that, as well as COVID. 
But are you seeing as someone who you know knows the border in and out, are you seeing more activity as far as just good old cross border trade? I am. And that's one of the things, you know, my district, it's so unique. It takes me 10 hours to get from one end to the other, <laughs> San Antonio to El Paso. And every border community is different than the next. You know, uh, El Paso and Juarez, they have a special bond, but that's very different than, you know, let's say Piedras and Negras and Eagle Pass. Yeah, and then you yeah. look at some of the other areas, Laredo and Nuevo Laredo. And so mm-hmm. everywhere is a little different, but each border community, it's certainly If you live along the border, if you work along the border, or or if you're like me and have the opportunity to represent communities along the border, you quickly realize that it is one community that happens to be in two countries. Mm -hmm. And I like to say if El Paso sneezes, Juarez is going to get a cold. That's the way it is. So the more we can interact and have security and have prosperity, I think the better it is for both countries but also ultimately for every facet of our relationship. Representative Tony Gonzalez joining us. Next, the bond between South Texas and Mexico, when Texas Business Minds continues. At Texas Mutual, we know the importance of protecting your employees on the road. We create driving safety programs to help keep your people and your bottom line safe. Together, we can reduce driving accidents and drive Texas business forward. Business is safer, stronger, better with Texas Mutual. At Independent Financial, we know you work hard for your business. That's why we work hard for you. Ready to get down to business? Let's talk at ifinancial.com slash business. Independent Financial. Banking for business. Banking for life. How many folks we know here in San Antonio that grew up in Laredo or grew up in El Paso or grew up in Eagle Pass or Del Rio or any of the other board communities? And, you know, Laredo and Nuevo Laredo, they're sisters. They're not separate. They many times see themselves as the same community. It's a fascinating thing that you get to know better as you get closer to the border and it's harder to understand the further away you get. But I think that's the reason why you've seen why you see that sort of support that you're getting from multiple angles, because there's a problem for every one of those communities. And the labor issue is the perfect, I think, the perfect way to start is build that consensus. So speaking of that, how do you feel? I mean, today's day one. There's, It's tough to know how it's going to You've definitely got another sponsor to hop in. That's always a good sign. But how do things feel on day one? Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to... It was very important for me to make this bill different. There's a lot of different immigration bills out there. A lot of them tackle all these different areas. And I encourage anyone, hey, if you want to jump into the immigration space, come on down. The water is warm. (laughs) But once again, I've looked at it through the lens of what can get accomplished in the 118th Congress. And honestly, I think if we can't solve something as less contentious as work visas and employment, then some of these more difficult issues are going to be tough to deal with. And I also, I think this is very important to your audience as well. Basically, what's in it for me, right? Why is this bill going to help me? What if, you know, if this gets passed, what is this going to do for me? It's pretty simple. If you're tired of waiting 30 minutes to get a beer, this bill can help you, right? (laughs) Um, If you're tired of waiting two weeks to see a doctor because there's no nurses, that can help staff, this bill can help you. You're tired of getting your bathroom remodeled that's going to take two months out. There's a lot of simple things that adding labor to the equation can help us with. And and I also want to say it's not just about agriculture. We're well beyond that. It's about agriculture. It's about construction. It's about retail. It's about healthcare. It's, I mean, you fill in the technology, you know, your IT, 
you fill in the space. So it was important that this bill doesn't just tackle H-2A visas, but it also tackles H-2B visas. Yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, I noticed that it was for both visa styles. So it's not just an agricultural as well. It spreads to, to other kinds of work as well, which is really key for this being supported, I would think, across across the board. Yeah, you know, and the other part of it, Ed, too, is my grandparents raised me, and that had a big influence on who I am today. And my grandfather was from Laredo. And I remember when I was growing up, they would go back and we would visit in Mexico. We would visit Nuevo Laredo and I'd visit with cousins and we would travel down to Monterrey in the summers. It seems as if that time has changed. And the two countries, you know, the United States and Mexico are getting further away. And, and, you know, you see it in the politics where everyone demonizes one another. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. But I also see this bond that Southern Texas and Northern Mexico have. They're the same people. And the closer we can create this bond, the more we can have trade and commerce, the more we can have security. I think the better it is for everybody. But it takes that, you know, almost changing the narrative, if you will. And I think if we start with, hey, what can we how can we work together? How can we create this dynamic where we're focused on work? We're focused on those that are coming over and trying to have an economic impact. I think it's a good start. Absolutely. I mean, Tony, you're singing my song. I mean, I, you know, my neighborhood is chock full of people who spend a good hunk of their time in Monterrey mm-hmm. and, you know, have are either natives uh, of Monterrey that have moved over over the years or have family members that are across the border. The South Texas community and the northern Mexican community is very, very close. These are cousins and brothers and sisters and neighbors. And so, yeah, you're 100 percent correct that seeing these two you know, communities as they are, which are sisters and cousins and friends, is a much more uh, positive way for us to be building our economics together than to see ourselves as adversary. Yeah, I'm excited about it. Let me do some name dropping, Ed, because this wouldn't be a good it. cast if I wasn't dropping names. <laughs> a big part of crafting this, this wasn't, you know, Tony in the uh, the situation room coming up with what's this master immigration bill that I could put together That's not how this started. I mean, this really was about when we were meeting with stakeholders, they would bring up their ideas. And I want to specifically mention the San Antonio Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. I want to mention the Greater San Antonio Chamber of Commerce, uh, San Antonio Manufacturing Association are three that kind of pop out. The Mm -hmm. Texas Restaurant Association, the Farm Bureau, Texas Farm Bureau. And what that helped do, it helped spark larger organizations like the U.S. Chamber of Commerce has endorsed the bill, like the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce has endorsed the bill. The American Farm Bureau has endorsed the bill. Those are some organizations that helped kick it off. Uh, Just today, I had a torch, but they're essentially rural hospitals. This isn't just about agriculture or business. Like it's about healthcare. It's about tech. We're talking to a lot of uh, tech groups as well. So I think there's a lot of promise on day one. Like you say, talk to me again after I'm in the trenches, you know, six (laughs) days with this thing. But day one, we feel very optimistic about it. I love to hear it. I love to hear it. Well, I would encourage all of our listeners here in the business community statewide, and of course here in San Antonio, to take a close look at this bill and see if it doesn't address some of your own concerns with work visas. I I find it quite compelling as I've looked over it over the last few days as well. And I I think a lot of businesses, particularly in San Antonio, could really, really use this change. It would make a huge difference in their bottom lines, their ability to fill those employment spots. I'd echo to your, your audience, the next phase of this bill, if you will, 
is uh, we're going to do a bunch of roundtables across the state and across the city there in San Antonio, certainly. And I'd love if there's anyone interested in being a part of these roundtables, I'd love to uh, open that invite to you and your audience to uh, to kind of so we can keep the dialogue going and figure out, you know, where we could take this thing. Absolutely. Well, look, keep us in the loop, Tony. I think that is what I would, my underscores, keep us in the loop because I'm going to be keeping, and I know we at the SABJ are going to be keeping a real close eye on this one. Again, I can't thank you enough. I know how busy a day it is. I know how crazy things are up there in the hill. So I cannot thank you enough for carving out some time for us. I really appreciate it. Well, thanks, Ed. Thanks for covering it. Appreciate it. Tonight, we're going to be voting on an amendment that uh, hopefully lands us a um, a direct flight from San Antonio to uh, to oh, DC. You know, it's been <laughs> my top priority since I've been in Congress. But it's been other people. Like I'll give Henry Cuellar a shout out here. Like I mean, yeah. it was one of the first things he pulled me aside and said, "Man, I've been working on this for years. I know Chip Roy's been pushing on it. I know uh, yep. Joaquin Castro. It's important to him. Man, yeah. if we could pull this off, I hadn't talked to Greg Kassar, but I'm sure it's important for his office too. If we can pull this off, man, would that be a big shot in the arm for the business community in San Antonio? Uh, huge, huge, man. And I mean, that whole perimeter rule with the D.C. airport and not being able to get proper direct flights from here to D.C., when we have so much military, we have so much federal employment that are connected, I think, you know, it just it just makes sense and it's way overdue. So, man, thank you for fighting that fight, too. That has been high on the local business communities list for decade plus, for sure. We label ourselves Military USA, but uh, right, right. If you look at it. Why don't we have a direct flight to the nation's capital? Right, but we got it. Still got it. Still got a route through Hartsfield. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> yep. Well, thanks for having me on, Ed. Anything no, I can thank do. You. I appreciate you covering it. No Excited problem, man. It, and let's stay in touch. Yeah. Take, take it easy. Thank you for downloading Texas Business Minds, presented by the Business Journals of Texas. Brought to you by Texas Mutual Insurance Company a workers' comp provider committed to helping companies build a stronger, safer Texas. And by Independent Financial, banking for business, banking for life. Learn more at ifinancial.com.